Let thy soul be awakened. All right, welcome everybody to the last episode of 2021, the yes. five year. Uh, we do have Gina. I'm back. Filling in today, although I'm still going to record. Filling in. I, I'm, I'm yeah, always no, here. No, you're fired now. So you're the sub. You can edit the podcast. <laughs> you're having a baby and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I So know. we're trying to give Gina a little bit of a break. I feel like there's a lot of... Um, is there's some labor laws that are being broken now because I just got fired for having a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm firing Gina for having a kid. She's trying to have maternity leave, but Yeah, I'm, I'm really I'm really pushing for it. It's a five year firing. That's okay, what five yeah, is all about. But I'm about to go into my little six year, which is, you know, it's, I'm just gonna create a little safe haven, sacred space in the bedroom as people bring me food and I milk the baby. Um no, I think the baby's milking you. <laughs> actually, he's milking both of us. Yeah. He's taking out all we got. <laughs> um, I think you're starting to give in to the baby industrial complex a little bit, though. That's not true. I don't know. There's a lot of items just filling up here. We literally have a room of stuff now. It's a lot of clothes that'll that'll basically span an entire year. So, all right. Supposedly. Um, we'll see how big this baby it's is. It's like winter, and we're in a winter climate. The kid's not going anywhere for a while. Yeah, I know, but he still needs clothes. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to just babies being like free and naked and stuff? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're not naked around the house all day. Yeah, well, we're not babies either. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, point is, you're fired. Um, oh, thank you, Libby, for filling in. Uh, yeah, Libby or actually did it. Over. <laughs> um, I'm going to have a few more. Uh, well, Libby's like the guest co-host, but I'm starting to line up a few guests, mm. and um, we'll probably have to find someone to do some editing. Yeah, just so you can rest. So we're just trying to give Gina a break because she does all the behind-the-scenes stuff as well. Um, and I roped her into doing the pod. Mm -hmm. She's still gonna do it, but you know, yeah, babies of course, and stuff. Yeah. But, but I think it'll be nice to introduce some guests. In this household, mix. if you have a baby, you're fired. <laughs> yeah. That's that's how it works. Um, so, but we do want to give Gina a chance. He's really moving around a lot. He is. It seems like. Yeah. We're, we're doing that game where it's like kick twice if this is what you want your name to be. Did he kick twice on anything? Not really. Um... Well, on names that we just didn't like. So I was like, I'm sorry. Honey. Yeah, you were really bringing <laughs> up the list of names that Gina's coming up with has gone full ridiculous. Well, like Balthazar and I was Magnus. reading off of a These website. Are horrible, horrible names. No, no, I mean, no offense. terrible. Well, if you're listening and your name is Magnus or Balthazar, I apologize. I think I Magnus know. is a nice name. You have the right to change your name. Your parents aren't correct. Right. Some parents come up and they tune in cool names, you know, even people because I grew up with all these spiritual names, mm, you know, right. and then I, I and then even in magic, you have secret names. And then um, in Kundalini, I, all these yogic traditions and Christian, so many spiritual traditions, you take on a name that's your spiritual name. And I, I get it. I mean, even weren't you uh, christened or what is it when in I was confirmed? And you pick a name. Yeah, it was but Cecilia. Cecilia. You're breaking my heart. Um, so this is where we could use Libby because she's a great singer. Yeah. So Libby, if you're listening, start singing. Warm <laughs> up those vocal cords. I think she listens through osmosis too. Does that happen? Yeah, like she reads my book. I think she pro Amazon primed it. I don't even think she owned it yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's like, oh shit, I got to get this done now. <laughs> she came to one of my tarot classes and I literally made her get the Thoth deck. Mm. Uh, cause that's what I teach with. And I know the money wasn't an issue, but, uh, anyhow, she, she likes it rough like that. <laughs> you can kind of <laughs> yell at her. She's yeah. fine. No, it's great. Well, it was funny cause our teacher Taze who yells at people a lot and a lot of people get their panties in a bunch, yeah. which always drives me crazy. Like if you're going to have the balls to have a fucking teacher 
and then you have no more balls when you get yelled at. Like you're just lame. It's kind of a rite of passage. That's how I see it. You're yeah. You're just you know the, the a real spiritual path. It's not for the faint of heart. And having an mm. actual teacher isn't. Um, I don't know whatever this notion that we uh, believe that spiritual teachers are like the turn the other te- cheek Jesuses. There are teachers or cult like leaders. That. Oh, I'm so sick of that too. <laughs> But I don't get accused of being a cult leader. And no, it's unfortunately. Kinda, it's kind of disappointing. I know. What do we have to do? I don't know. I mean, we have a mailing list. Do you need list. another wife? We have a mailing list cult. Maybe. Maybe that'll yeah. be it. Oh, yeah. We uh, do have a mailing list. Um. So I guess nowadays having a cult means you have a mailing list. Uh, <laughs> maybe you have a yoga studio. Right. Um. What a, oh, or a mail have, order business. You have a... a I guess, yeah. That or you have a, a social media account that people follow. Yeah. Like, nobody is in a fucking cult. More like people, I think it's like, if the new narrative is if you're paying for something that should be free, then then you're part of a cult. Well, I don't know what that narrative that your spiritual, the notion that your spirituality should be free is very harmful. Yeah. And that's what I was taught in magic. Like everybody want, will pay, you know, you'll fucking pay for all this shit in your life and Amazon Prime and stupid ass shows and entertainment and drugs and this. But all of a sudden when it comes to paying for your soul, people are, are misers and they're mm. stingy as fuck. Well, what are you telling your higher power? That's why in magic you actually, the official teaching is you never negotiate when it comes to your spirituality mm. and that's your, where you would put an allotment of funds first and foremost. Um, but if you're buying, say something that you believe will be used for your spiritual practice, perhaps it's a, it's a book that you find really relevant. Maybe it's a spiritual tool, like a crystal is an easy example. You don't haggle that's really bad mojo and Mm. it's it's just it's disgusting if you're gonna haggle over something that you feel is going to support your spiritual growth now sure there are fucking losers out there i mean you found some astrologer that's charging some ridiculous amount of money just like oh she's like so basic and pretty with twenty thousand instagram followers nice website too Uh, yeah so this is like the millennial death cult of overcharging when you don't have the goods but that karma will um that'll eat you in the ass Mm. so um you can false profit all around and you can overcharge but really really the energy is put money towards your spiritual evolution. So if you're buying something, um, and sometimes it may be out of your range. You might be like, oh, look at that crystal. It's $20,000 and you think you need some ridiculous rock to occupy a big chunk of your uh, living room. Um, Maybe you're not going to to do that but it's more about the energy of haggling and whatever money you put towards your evolution it's gonna always come back to you so don't don't like what are you telling your soul but you'll gladly pay money for some ridiculous things or go out and drop three hundred dollars on dinner or something like that right exactly um and i'm not judging what in how you spend money. So it's just don't, don't haggle. Mm-hmm. Don't haggle your spirituality. Don't be that bitch. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like seriously. Yeah. Um, it's bad mojo. If it's out of your range and it's a $20,000 thing or court, like then maybe that's not it. And, um, you know, we have um, a friend that hurt when people want to work with her and they can't afford it. She, gives them a prosperity meditation. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Um, but I think, you know, on my end, I offer a range of, of ways. The workshops aren't that much. No. There's a lot, and it lasts forever. Oh, my God. Also, the book is such a great tool now, too, because if people want, you know, just a numerology reading and they can't afford it, you know. Well, I don't just, do just num- numerology readings. Well, not too, but I'm just saying you can give people – you can – you can steer them in the direction of buying the book and then indulging in, in the work themselves. Uh, just what Gina's trying to say is buy the damn book and don't haggle about it. <laughs> yeah. Buy the hard copy. Yes. Not the Kindle. Also we make more money. 
Um, well, it's it's so beautiful too. It's to a very beautiful book. And so we just uh, got back a weekish ago from New York. We did. We also got sick. We did. <laughs> oh, is your mother listening? <laughs> I think she cursed us. No. Yeah, she's so afraid. Yeah. She's so caught well, she's up. She's worried about. She's me. caught up in the narrative. Yeah. So, um, how about this, everybody? I think if the news started reporting, like, uh, every almost everyone who gets uh, COVID uh, lives and does fine. Yeah. So Gina and I had a cold. We've had a cold for a week. Yes. Um, and not even anything that severe at all. It's more just been sort of a lingering lethargy. Yep. Just a general malaise. Yeah, a lot of congestion. Or we could be malingering. We could to, uh, get out of work. No. I just like that word. I do like that, whole, that word. It has, it's catchy, but it's sort of a bummer meeting. No, but I felt like yesterday we uh, we did a lot of catch up on work, and then we were completely spent. Yeah, and I'm usually pretty good. We I both have eight gifts, so we can go, go, go. Yeah, well, eight is life force energy. Um, so yeah, so but we are totally fine. Uh, nothing to be afraid of. It's a bummer that people are in this horrific panic, uh, getting know. a cold. We even the symptoms that we read when we did our little Omicron spoof when Omicron got announced as the yeah. new uh, variant du jour um, said it's it's a cold. In fact, the the Omicron symptoms, if you look it up, are the exact same symptoms on a side bottle of NyQuil. Yeah. Or Dayquil, I guess. But uh Which gives you know. me hope because if everyone just wakes up, gets Omicron and then they just have a cold, then I think this whole thing's gonna be over well, very I'm soon. I'm grateful because I can't believe I've gone this long and haven't been sick at all and I'm grateful to have natural antibodies. Same. Now. And uh I did listen to that Joe Rogan episode with Doctor what is his name? McCullough. Peter McCullough. McCullough. Um and he had some mind-blowing points, but I think the overall takeaway is somehow we've been so roped into the, you know, these mandates or a vaccine. I, I don't know that, and this is going to tie into the five-year, but I don't know who's still holding on thinking that it works, mm. right? Nobody's, like, getting a fucking smallpox booster, I know. Right? Nobody's like, oh, I'm concerned about that. You know what they say? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And we're literally in the grip of insanity and this five-year yeah. transition. So we don't know if we got the cron. That's what I'm calling it. The, yeah. The cron. It sounds like a weed. I got the cron. <laughs> I got the chronic, the omicronic. Man. Ooh, I like that strain. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, getting go COVID sucks, but um, we'd never be talking about it because we just had a cold. This is true. And I just You could probably just throat. tell that we, I, my voice has dropped an octave and we're both a little congested. That's pretty much it. Yeah, and that's really been the extent of it. Yeah, and, and it's not contagious through the airwaves, just so people know. No, it probably is. No, I mean through this, like listening to this podcast, you will no, not get... No, it is. <laughs> Freedom is I don't contagious. Mean to... <laughs> Freedom is contagious through these airwaves. Um, but yeah, so we had a cold, a very minor cold. It just sort of lingered for like a week. Uh, we yeah. both feel great today. I just feel it a little bit... In my voice. Also, I've just been speaking less, and I usually speak publicly almost every day. Yeah, and just in the house, you're just always talking. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, we live together. Yeah, There's a lot I'm to communicate. Kidding. We yeah. have a kid on the way. Yeah, I'm always talking, too. So, uh, but we are fine. I don't usually talk about ever getting sick, because uh, I'm going to get a million remedies and cures. Yeah. Um, well, I loved all of our remedies and cures that whenever, when I found people on Instagram that were also sick, I wanted to send them a list. And I was like, no, 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 no. Refrain. Just gets overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of good ideas and suggestions, but you got to tune into who you are, what's right for you and what's right for your body. Mm. And um, there isn't one uh, medical protocol that will, for everybody, that's, that's the problem. But that episode... Uh, and I would suggest listening to it, yeah. um, especially people in our family that listen to this, that mm -hmm. think they know best, mm -hmm. um, because he does bring up really good points uh, that essentially nobody's like really therapeutically treating COVID. And somehow we've relied just on 
I, I just don't get it. We have these high rates of it spreading. Like, shouldn't that tell you what's being done isn't working? Yeah. So this is, ties into what I want to talk about because of this five-year that's coming to abrupt end, mm-hmm. um, I think we've started to slowly see more people wake up. And I described the number five, and it's in the workshop, and you created a visual literally as an alarm clock. Yes. And this notion of actually waking up, and I'm not talking about, like, quote, woke culture. I mean, being alert, being awake, it might be a rude awakening. Five is a fire under your ass. It's a thorn in your side, and it's like, fuck off. Here's reality. Mm-hmm. And I think more and more and more people are starting to realize, oh, this shit isn't working uh there's still gonna be people whose consciousness still holds on uh to so many false narratives i'm not just talking covid i'm just talking the planet and the oppression and the anti-prosperity and the the fatigue and uh you know there's always going to be something to try to oppress you right that's just a general sort of current of energy uh, whether it's a it's an orchestrated conspiracy uh, held by a couple of like elite power players, um, some of that is true, but it's just what society as a whole has to offer. I think people are starting to realize uh, their trust in institutions is crumbling in a very big way, and that's all the five year. Mm. I also thought it's interesting that this term red pill is like full on. There's so many like red pill Instagram yep. accounts and I've like watched them all grow. Like a lot of them from like, you know, 6,000 people to hitting, you know, 80, 90,000 people in a year. And that just tells me, oh, like people, people are waking up. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was interesting that five in is Gaborah, which is the color red, which is Mars, and the phrase is to be red-pilled, which has nothing to do with uh, Democrats or Republicans. No. It just has to do with awakening to the truth, and that's what the red pill is. And the red pill is the matrix. Take the red pill, you see the truth. Take the blue pill mm-hmm. and go back to sleep and pretend all is a wonderful illusion that you can just be locked into the inertia of your own stupidity and ignorance, which I think is still most of the planet but yeah you know people are still like time to line up four five six seven you know i uh, i'm gonna get a, a pfizer loyalty card um <laughs> it's not fucking working yeah and the, the argument so is like well it could have been worse and maybe i mean that doctor did say uh you do get uh, one spike protein antibody. Yeah. As opposed to natural immunity, and once you get it, you have like I think it's over twenty seven. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not claiming to be an expert. I'm just sharing what I've heard. You should listen to it. Also, the number one selling book in the United States is the real Anthony Fauci mm-hmm. by Kennedy. I own two copies. I was like, got through the preface and my blood pressure went up. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm a little worried fuck? when you're reading that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like already pissed. It just confirms everything that, yeah. that I know. But um, I want to see. High blood pressure feels very five I w- to me. F- high blood pressure is totally five. Yeah. Five is like anger. It's like it's it's things burning off. But mm-hmm. again, this is a great sort of wake up. Things are, people are burning off. People are tired of the old system. Like we talked about it in the pod, but I feel like one of the themes of the five years is take this job and shove it. Yeah. Everybody's quitting. Everybody's like, fuck you. Everybody's Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to be treated like this. So fuck you. Fuck off and fuck your job. Yeah. Uh, I know so many people since COVID, since this pandemic that have pivoted, left their jobs, used even for some people, a lot of people we know the unemployment was nothing like it wasn't as nearly as much, but a lot of people, it was a real opportunity of prosperity where people pivoted and created businesses took the time off to assess Mm -hmm. which is what I said about the four year that's why I got so annoyed with her friend who's like you said in the four year there'd be all these miracles and stuff yeah and I'm like yeah I was right 
I said four energy is about resting. It's time at home. And I literally said it's like taking a bubble bath and getting paid, which is what It's like the best quote of the year. Yeah, but that's what fucking everyone did in 2020, Mm -hmm. at least in America. I don't, you know, I took a lot of baths in 2020. Oh, yeah. You were in a bath phase. Yeah. But the no matter if I didn't predict the circumstances of a you know a pandemic. Also, when you say global pandemic, you're being redundant. Mm. Pan is the, the Earth. So interesting. I just want to get that okay, off I didn't my know chest. That. Well, it's no global pandemic. I'm like you're you're really redundant. <laughs> um, but uh, but I just want to say that for a year was like. Whatever the circumstance was, for the first time in history, we saw people stay at home mm-hmm. and there was a rest. Did most people pivot and shift? No. Most people are waiting for, um, you know, mommy, daddy government to tell them what to do. And that's like, you know, I've been taught in magic the whole time. You have to create autonomy in your life and you have to be self-sufficient. Yeah. That's why I've always been pushing to create a business so you're free outside of the paradigm of on some level, any job is uh, some form of enslavement because you have to capitulate to other people's schedules and desires and what has to happen. And um, it's not it's not for the magician. Some people mm. do well with jet. They just want a job. They want their regular check and all of that stuff. Yeah, they want their 40 hours a week. Yeah, so that's, well, I was like from Bond, I was in the DMV and this guy was like, and I felt bad for him because there's a lot of poverty consciousness here. Mm. Um, and he just, all he needed was a job with his 40 hours. And I'm not expecting this guy to create a dynamic, successful business. It's not for everybody. Yeah. But also magic is not a path for everybody. Right. And then also, I think nowadays it's like, can you really make a living off of 40 hours a week? At well, a job? it depends how much you get paid. Right. So, yeah, that, that's that's the factor. Mm-hmm. Um, the point being is I feel like this five year really it's disruptor consciousness. And we have this sort of take your job and shove it movement, whether yeah. uh, ill advised or not. Also, in magic, we work jobs. We you know, my teacher would never say just quit your job and figure it out as you go. You know, you apply logic and, you know, what like what would you need to live and what's your direction? What's something that you're going to create? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, there are at the same token, I feel like uh, a lot of jobs now have freed up their employees to be able to work from anywhere and things like that. So I I really think we've had this really cool shift. Yeah, I think that there is some sort of revolution in the workspace. Um, yeah, it's huge. And, uh, so that's, I think that's been a good disruption. Um, we're seeing more people wake up. Uh, but I noticed that I predict, I thought we would have a lot more, uh, war or more like fight fighting and riots. Um, we've definitely seen crime on the rise. We've personally witnessed it in LA and I'm sorry for, if you're still living in LA, which is a lot of people listening to this and you think that that's, not true or you somehow think that the crime isn't getting crazy all i can tell you is where we lived which is melrose and fairfax district Mm -hmm. the crime was going through the roof and there were people getting murdered and killed armed at gunpoint i would personally witness these things and um so don't try to tell me otherwise you can go fuck right off (laughs) no it's serious like we witnessed it our neighborhood witnessed it the people in our hood so don't don't be so clueless and say as the media like we were there and i've seen it and i heard the helicopters constantly but there were tons of murders um right in the street and all the armed robberies in the melrose fairfax district by melrose high school and that stretch from fairfax to la brea um and then from santa monica down to uh the grove Mm -hmm. and now the grove too i was seeing that they put all this barbed wire around because of all those smash and grabs which is our hood which is very five uh smash and grab super five five. yeah five fingers yep and then the smashing is very violent yeah super five so i commend them for really <laughs> honing in on that five on energy, energy. Yeah. yeah just smashing grabbing barbed wire also kind of feels like a five barbed wire is totally five five yeah. is a great number for setting boundaries yeah um, kind of all feels like the tower card 
But I do hope, and I heard with all the smash and grabs, that at least security was checking for their vaccination status. <laughs> so well, that's good. that was good. At least they're following the rules. Even a vaccine is very five. Mm. Um, because really? Yeah. Well, well, it's physical body. Let's take the notion that of a vaccine that actually works, you know, because it used to be the vaccine. A vaccine meant you take a vaccine and then you never get that illness. Yeah. Um, and all the definitions have had to change and people are still believing that whatever. Yeah. It's like it, it antibodies. All of that is it can be very five because five goes in and kills and obliterates. Mm-hmm. It's a teacher. It's going to teach a lesson. It's going to teach this virus a lesson. It's going to teach this illness. So whatever you're doing for immunity to fight off to kill to ward off to thwart to go to war right that's all that energy but yeah smash and grab so kudos for the smash and grabbing yeah total five-year alignment can i can i give a little insight into how i've interpreted the war of five okay so i mean we haven't seen well there's physical violence but then if you also think about five as the throat chakra and people communicating, well, through their finger, their thumbs, actually. The thumb chakra? The thumb chakra. Um, you you can actually visually see there's a war happening in the consciousness online. It's just people going after each other. So I think that there's, and people using their communication and their voice, quote unquote, to attack one another. And then there's also the opposite side of that, which is censorship. So it's censoring people's throat chakra, thumb chakra. Oh yeah. The censorship blocking people. That's very five to block someone. Yeah. That's totally five. Um, and, uh, in the metaverse, uh, well, (laughs) the metaverse is very six and I I do want to get into that. We're going to go a lot deeper, um, with that, but here's the thing, like, what's your, what are you screaming and babbling about in this five energy? The thing is the six energy, you have the opportunity to tap into your true knowledge mm. of your true voice and who you are. And it, it, the shift four and five in numerology and Kabbalah are sort of opposite ends of the same spectrum. So we're in a very, a, a paradigm of duality. Who's we have four, which is Jupiter, which is passive, gentle, merciful. On the tree of life, the opposite of that is five, which is Gaborah, which is Mars, which is war, tyranny, and severity. Mm. So these are sort of these ruling powers that we really see mostly in the planet, but also about yourself. When do you rest? When do you take action? Things like that. Six, which is Tifereth, that we, we transcend that paradigm. And six is considered this third sort of homogeneous new reality that you literally transcend duality. And, um, and six is the, the energy flow and the current where we have access to the conversation with our true selves. And it's the number of destiny, Mm. you know, it's the number of destiny and highest adepthood or not highest, but it's when one becomes sort of an adept, which means they have mastery over what their incarnational purpose is. And, um, even in the yogic numbers, which merge, which my book seamlessly merges Kabbalah and yogic numerology. And I teach how to do a tantric numerology chart is um uh this notion of the arc line which is the sixth yogic body which is where our destinies are written Hmm. everything that we want it's also where our fate's written yeah right the fate in magic is your allotment well you can only have x amount of dollars you know you can only you know you'll always be alone whatever the case is all the karmic clutter and crap that you've built up and we Really, within this frequency of six, we have the ability to rewrite, to rewrite our destiny. So the evolutionary consciousness shift from five to six is tremendous. Mm. Four to five, 2020 to 2021 was just a shift in the energy, but it's the same cold water, hot water. Um, And this this is a whole new consciousness. And a lot of even the astrology and other spiritual teachers, um, I, uh, I like some astrologers. I don't really consider astrologers spiritual teachers, but um, the uh, the shift in consciousness can be so profound. 
My concern is with the smash and grab of five energy people, a lot of people will still be stuck in that. And so this is why this, I feel like of all of the yearly workshops, this six year workshop is the most pivotal and most important right now um, because the opportunity for a whole new existence is it's it's such a different transition of energies Mm -hmm. and the six is very reverent it's very holy it's very spiritual quote unquote um so it's really we have access to the highest consciousness yeah five was more active it's disruptive five was exhausting Mm. i feel like i mean it was pretty exhausting i thought we would see more war i thought it was interesting that the five year started with all of that stuff at the capitol Mm. um how they had to um bring in the national guard and close off the it was a closed inauguration talk for about year, for five months, i believe five boundaries yeah yeah and then it's funny too because i was looking at the deeper symbolism and there's all of these images of like the fall of rome and um straight up satanic images of things that were happening it, the whole thing seemed like to me a ritual setup mm. Uh, most of this, I believe, has been a ritual set up to take people's conscious, keep you down, keep you scared, keep mm. you afraid, keep you oppressed. It's an abusive relationship. You should, everyone listening should look up the the um, the markers of an abusive relationship. I had a meme somewhere. I should post it, but it's exactly everything that feels like freaking COVID restrictions. Um, if I find it. I don't know. I'll post it at some point. I have well, it's like interesting how you mention rituals and that event being almost ritualistic because what I think of six, maybe there's just more space for rituals to take place. Satanic rituals. In the five? In the six. Uh, well, the five, I mean, the five is the pentagram. Oh, yeah. An inverted pentagram is the symbol. The inverted five is a symbol, basically, of being oppressed through all the stressors of the world. Mm. You got fear of death for most people, or afraid mm. of, deathly, literally afraid of COVID. Apparently, Vermont, we just read that article. It was a brief little news flash, but um, Vermont is so, man, some of these people are so clueless. Sorry, Vermont, but... Um, people that tested positive for COVID with absolutely no symptoms are clogging up the emergency room. It's insane. So, and I also, I mean, that's really misinformation. That's misinformation. That's for real. That's a problem. Yeah. And, um, but I also could see like testing positive on a home test for COVID. Now I texted a doctor, uh, that we know she was like so many of those tests though they'll just show positive for a respiratory infection infection and they call it covid yeah. so but we you know we had colds allegedly it's covid um i kind of i hope it is so i really want those natural antibodies mm-hmm. but um i i did see though if if i really bought into it hard and and yes people are having tragic experiences people are getting very sick and yeah. i've been sending prayers because we do have a friend in the hospital with actual symptoms mm-hmm. um that evolved into pneumonia and i feel they're gonna be okay but it's scary but i definitely see oh there's so much buildup around it that i totally see how if i didn't know better my psychology would have made me so much Sicker. more sick yeah and i would be so afraid totally um Are you kidding so you know it, it, nobody's denying covid so if you're listening to this thinking that's the case uh go fuck yourself <laughs> um go five fuck yourself <laughs> no fucks five man yeah um but that inverted pentagram is all of the stressors of the world sort of crushing your spirit that's the negative side of five i talked about it in the five workshop because the inverted pentagram which is used as a satanic symbol um that top that point that is down now sort of downward pointed is um 
spirit. And so it's when you put material concern, fear of death, fear of mm. scarcity, right? Look at the five cards. The five of cups is disappointment. The five of discs is worry. The five of swords is defeat. And the five of wands is strife, mm. right? So when you have everything blocked, it's because you have forgotten to put spirit first. So when you want to sort of turn that frown upside down, you got to put spirit first and the rest comes into balance and five is a powerful corrector. And so this is meant to be a year of a correction. Even in the tarot, the path leading from Tifereth number six, or for, I should say from Gaborah number five to six is the adjustment card. We have to make adjustments now and we have to adjust into this higher spiritual consciousness. It sounds like cheesy and almost cliched, but yeah. it's really the dynamic shift from five energy to six energy. So what have we seen this past year? Absolute fear and stress of worldly concerns. Of course. Death, scarcity, money, the whole, you name yeah. it, right? And then imagine being single and being COVID petrified because you live in New York City or in um, California. Mm -hmm. Um and like trying to like date or meet somebody, you know, yeah, having Zoom dates, imagine. like my God. Yeah. Um, or so, even just dating with masks on. Oh, yeah. Um, I heard there's a new birth control pill coming out, though. What do you mean? Yeah, no, it's supposed <laughs> to like apparently it works really good. It's just the only thing is you can still get pregnant and you still have to wear a condom. <laughs> um, but it works <laughs> according to science. But um, the the five is a is a volatile energy. Yeah. And so I thought it was interesting though that we started the year with that and that QAnon shaman guy, which is kind of a funny name. <laughs> um, and I liked our friend's theory that a lot of these people are just. They're f really are farmers without farms, right? It's probably mm -hmm. all the like ADD kids, ADHD kids that need something bigger. And they didn't have the outlet to be farmers or rock stars. I have a theory that Dwight Schrute from The Office would have been um, an insurrectionist. Well, I don't think it was an insurrection, but... Um, yeah, he probably would have been there. He would have been there. Uh, sure. <laughs> he's totally. Yeah, but he's like my favorite character. <laughs> um, he has natural. He definitely he has the most going on, but yeah. He's the most ambitious. Yeah. We rewatched a couple of episodes of that show, but I want to just get into that's the stressors. So we're coming mm. out of a stressful energy with the five into something very angelic. Yes. And. Don't get crushed Thank because, goodness. yeah, but the negative five energy, the satanic side of five is trying to keep you down. Mm. And so stop, just stop. Um, but take the workshop. I'm serious. Take the, the six. six year workshop yeah. because I'm going to get into it and I'm going to get into it uh, very deeply. Well, it's uh, a really great way to set the tone for the year too. Yes, Absolutely. And again, our numer 2022 numerology reports, we have a couple weeks left because mm -hmm. like pre-baby, we just are going to have to stop this year. Yeah. So please just do us a favor. Um, too many people waited till like February and stuff and we're cutting it off a month early this we year. We are, yeah. Um, which I don't like to do because I like to keep keep it going, but it's we have a kid coming in. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm kind of glad the kid is being born in the six energy year, though. Me too. Because it's a lot more angelic. Um, it's literally the, quote, spiritual number. It's it's the meditative intelligence. It's the person of prayer. This is very reverent. It's very holy. And it's autonomy of knowledge of, of your true destiny and your highest self. Well, and he'll have, based on his based on 2020 being born in 2022 he'll have a six experience so that's like working with that number for lifetimes yes there's a lot of babies coming in with that yeah which gives me a lot of hope i mean we're probably in the pregnancy algorithm but a lot of people we, people know, we know personally yeah are um pregnant they're having yeah. kids they're listening to this now we're already planning play dates for the future <laughs> we are uh yeah Okay. Well, I wasn't <laughs> privy to that. Um, but I, I thought the capital thing was very interesting start of the five year. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, whoa. Um, 
That was pretty wild. I thought like a lot more people are open to the f- it's actually coming out. Gee, that lab leak theory really isn't crazy. Yep. Or racist, and uh, major news outlets even started having to backtrack pedal on like everything. And now, like also UFOs, like that mm-hmm. was getting exposed. Right, that's the five. It rips. It's a ba- it rips band aids off. It yeah. wakes you up. Now I'm really suspicious of this UFO narrative, especially because it's like coming from CNN and stuff. My personal conspiracy theory is that um, there's going to be a big reveal and the aliens are here, but it's really all a lie because that'll just be another element to take control, right? Mm-hmm. COVID worked great. First, it was terrorism. I don't know if I would trust the government to handle aliens, to be honest. <sighs> well, there's that. They'd be but like, I take just... me to your leader and then that's... But <laughs> uh, Joe Biden or Donald Trump. Yeah, it's um, like a joke. Yeah, but can I just share my conspiracy <laughs> yeah, ahead, theory here? <laughs> Is that it'll be used as another bullshit way to take more control. Oh, yeah. It's the same thing they're trying it's to do with... Um, climate change. Climate change. They're like... It, you know what is it natural assets corporations just formed where eventually the long whole idea is that somebody else has ownership literally over the air and then everything you do can be limited um yeah but, but I it's think like how much pressure are we putting on the individual to deal with climate change we're the ones that are making these laws or well i mean probably the- contributing more to it but whatever we don't have to get into in it earth, uh, in magic we do teach that the earth is rebelling And it's because we've been so detached, not just nature, like the birds and the bees and the clean environment. That's one manifestation of it. But we've just been, we've alienated ourselves to our our natural, to nature on on multidimensional levels. Mm -hmm. But the earth is rebelling. And I think Greta Thunberg is a sign of that. Yeah. Because the earth is pissed and that got created. But um that was supposed to be a joke. Oh, Gina. yeah, no, but I was. <laughs> but I, so my pet conspiracy theory about UFOs now is that it's just going to be used to say, well, we have to control things because now you have alien invaders right. that are going to take over. Imagine the aliens were like, oh, those are the laws on Earth. Okay, we'll follow them. Um, and then we had our own disruptions, which we talked about. Yeah. Where um, we moved across the country. Our good friend died. We're having a baby. We got married. We literally did every, we checked off every stressor box. I think so. I think we need life insurance. That's the one thing we need. That's, That's our not a end. stressor box. Well, for me, sometimes. No, I'm talking about the <laughs> archetype of stresses, oh, okay. the most stressful things in life, which have to do with, did you move? Mm. Did you get married? Did you lose somebody? Did you have a baby? All of that. All of that. Okay, That's, yeah. I'm not we talking about everyone. fucking life insurance. <laughs> not on this podcast. <laughs> I'm not trying to put everyone to sleep. Uh, we saw the <gasps> Afghanistan withdrawal, which looked like a nightmare. Wow. Yeah, that was tragic. Although, I don't think we ever should have been there to begin with. I know. So, and then everyone's like, Obama's amazing. And then he just kept the same oppressive war regime going and going and going. I got fooled by his bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then... um. I mean, we should have left there a long time ago. So I, I probably on some level agree with Biden on that. I don't I can't comment. I don't know how it would have been handled better, but it was horrific. Regardless, this is like dark five energy. Yeah, um, it was desperate and looked horrible, at least on the footage that you see on the, the news, which mm-hmm. is all we have access to. And then uh, what else? there was a, like a lot of disruptions. Oh, Israel and Palestine, they were at war again. Oh there was my all God, those yeah. protests. Was so there's crazy. always some new protest to get people split and going mm. crazy at each other. I mm. was like, everyone all of a sudden is a Mideast expert. Yes. That that was brilliant. That was intense. We weren't there. No, I'm just saying it was intense to, I didn't, to see it on, on your feed. I didn't participate in any of that. I didn't I, participate. I've been blocking away. <laughs> This is five years been the year of the block. Yeah. Especially for people that disagreed with free speech. Mm. I'm, I'm blocking them because I'm blocking their opinion because I don't want to hear their free speech. Um, people literally or like that. What was that app? Parlor or something? Yep. Um, I clit hopped on Parlor. And the only thing I was finding was it was like articles on like eating at Olive Garden. 
What? Really? Yeah. Well, Olive Garden, that is the new, uh, that's the is neo-Nazi. That a coach or something? Yeah, it's the neo-Nazi meeting place. <laughs> okay. Olive Garden. Yeah. I had no idea. They're like, they like the all you can eat Alfredo. Yeah. <laughs> the like the lightest Italian food ever. Yeah. Um, I've never been it's to pretty bland, Garden. actually. I would imagine. Yeah, you'd hate it. So really what we're saying is the five year is the year of the Olive Garden. <laughs> the six year will be the spirit cooking. Well, the six year is the olive branch. Hmm, that's pretty good. Thank you. I'm going to write that down. Um, I don't know. It's been a lot of disruption. But if you're listening, just reflect on what's sort of blown up in your life. We had a bunch of eclipses, as we always do. I mean, we got eclipsed because we found out we were pregnant. Yes. I'm in the business of finding out where people got eclipsed. And there's definitely been a lot of breakups, a lot of deaths, things like that all happening on these eclipses. Quitting, people quitting their jobs. Well, yeah. That's why it was the take this job and shove it. Um, but one thing I don't like that, that's been happening is people... There's this whole narrative of like how to talk to your family about politics at Christmas dinner or thanksgiving and and it's just like i just feel like people need to start bringing more humanity into things because everything is what i don't like about this last couple years is how everything has just become completely politicized yes that's what i don't like and also i actively made sure not to block people that i disagree with because i'm just curious about where they're coming from or like what algorithm they're a part of I'm not that curious. If you're against free speech, you're done. Well, there's that. But I'm just saying people that I'm just like, mm, this is where you're at. But I don't know. Those are the things that I yeah, actually well, don't like about. You follow some serious losers, in my opinion. Okay. I'm always like, <laughs> why do you follow these people? And like, you just don't engage. I, this I don't is what engage. I, do. I just, I I just create, consume. I create content. <laughs> Yes. I don't consume. I mean, yeah, we watch a bunch of shows, so I do consume stuff, but I my social media feed is basically, I mean, there's some things I'll scroll around, but um, I just put stuff out there. Mm -hmm. The best way to deal with politics with family is just start a podcast that they probably listen to and they can't talk back. That's, that's yeah, well, we did that, I guess. I mean, we, we don't get super political, but. I'm not really that political. No. Because then you're only stuck, you know, it's fucking two wings of the same damn bird, man. Which is another thing. I'm like, maybe the sixth year we enter, because we go from four, I, these two very um, s different energies on the spectrum, the four and the five year that we had, 2020, 2021. So maybe the sixth year is where people actually do feel like, okay, we're all connected. Let's try to find a common ground and let's elevate our consciousness together and not get stuck in this old paradigm that actually the elites or not the elites, but the people, the powers that be want us to stay in because then it just, you know, it depletes our energy, brings more fatigue. We're all fear consciousness. We're angry. We're not getting anything right, done. But this is literally going to be the biggest split because a lot of people want to stay in that consciousness because it's easier. It's all they know. Yeah. Um, yeah. The six is the number of the network. It's like the number of the congregation. It's your spiritual crew, man. Yeah. So stay tight. Stay tight with people. Don't worry about small disagreements. But yeah, politics, it, it, I think that notion you were talking about, it's like people too young today, they're getting involved with politics and they're not like, they're not doing art or getting laid anymore. They're just like yeah. fucking iPads of politics. Political views. That's right. all. That's how like all. That's how the younger generation seems to me. You're just an iPad of political views. You're like sterile and sexless. I and know. I think there need to be some orgies and going you're on. Scared and you have no fucking balls, <laughs> uh, male or female. Um, yeah. So that's that. I say we talk about some shows we've been watching. Oh, yeah. So Especially this past week since we were ill. I think the best show <laughs> is, and just like that. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. So Gina's been making me show. watch That's the remake lie. of Sex in the City, and it's called Just Like That. Okay, I'm just going to say he's he's creating his own narrative around this because what happened was, I was like, can we watch the first episode together? And then... We watched it. We were like, oh, this isn't very good. And then one night, Remy was really tired. I was like, I think I'm going to stay up and watch another episode of Just Like That. And he's like, 
no, you can't watch that without me. So now well, you're... <laughs> it was fun to cringe. Wa- I love cringe watching shows to analyze it. Yeah. Um, and I actually did at the time, at that point, uh, Sex in the City was an entertaining show. Mm-hmm. But you look, you have to like look at this sort of zeitgeist consciousness. But it doesn't work as a show nowadays because they tried to write in woke shit and it always falls flat. And I don't know like why Hollywood and shows try to like pander to that demonic consciousness, mm. but also in some shows they either try to spoof it, but it always falls flat. Right. Um, and then it's always like, oh, now she's like quit her corporate law, Miranda quit her corporate law practice to go study like, you know, social justice law mm-hmm. at Columbia. And then everyone, you know, you're like, only thing you're concerned about is not offending somebody in class based on your hair, the ethnicity There's of so your many hair, or your, how you identify as your gender. Um the show is inherently horrible because it just doesn't work anymore. Well, and, and nobody, no one's having sex. Well, yeah. I mean, the original show was women on the prowl for dick, right? Yeah. And you, like, are always it's longing. Dick consciousness. Yeah, it's total dick <laughs> consciousness show. And they're always longing to belong yes. to dick. Mm. Okay? So it was, like, and it's great. Like, most people in their 20s, they have romantic longings, and the show fulfilled that. Yeah. And then you get to write in, and it invented the drink, the Cosmopolitan. But they, now, who cares? It's like, oh, menopausal women with walk-in closets mm-hmm. and fashion that nobody wears in New York. And people what I'm are not as concerned about it. I don't know who the stylists are in that show. But Darren Starr doesn't write it. And so mm-hmm. the timing and the pacing is off. And just yeah. if you, if Sex in the City didn't work and you went to pitch a show, like here's a couple of women that are married that have reasonably successful careers, walk in closets, um, and mm-hmm. are the part living. of the school board meetings. Yeah, that's like, wow, what a riveting show. Yeah. I really care about, like, oh, you're, yeah, yeah, you're their part night of the out is, board. is, um, Hang, you know, riding on the Peloton with Allegra as your instructor. Um, and then dying. Yeah. Well, so that show you can forget about. So yeah. we're voting it thumbs well, down. Well, it's interesting because I feel like for a show that's trying to really um, pull in all the woke ideology of today's zeitgeist they're really missing the mark on i think what would make them more woke is if they actually donated all of their super expensive clothes and they decided not to participate in this like high society of new york city that i'm like does that even exist where these women are shopping at oscar de la renta yeah, I, I don't think people are as interested in those things. I think in the 90s, it seemed interesting and unattainable and fulfilled a fantasy. So basically, yeah, exactly. look, just end it. It's not a good show. Okay, we're done. The no, great, I'm still going to finish the season because I want to see where they're going. The great, um, yeah, the great actors show. are good, but the pacing, the whole thing is ridiculous. Well, the great is a fantastic show. No That's offense like to favorite. menopause or women. I just don't need to show. Need to sh- It's a show about walk-in closets. Yes. And I'm not interested. The Great is one of the best shows. Yes. And it's a dark comedy. Mm-hmm. But they really ramp up the plot, the action, the, best. the writing, the characters, the actors, the, the costumes. set, the costumes. It's a top-notch show. Yeah. It really hits all of these marks that um, – and they ramp it up each season. They really ramp up the plot. The pacing is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I want to know the story, and then these characters are just Peter's crazy. my favorite. But it's also a farce comedy. Yeah. So it's a dark show, but it's dark farce comedy mm-hmm. with some plot and and um, it's pretty raunchy too. It's totally raunchy. Yeah, so if which you're I appreciate. A, if you're a pearl clutching um, somebody, <laughs> may not be the show for you. Yeah, but um, it it's just it's a dark comedy. It's a dark farce comedy. I think my favorite um, quality about Peter is that he's a foodie. Yeah, and that really develops more into the second season. Um, it's a great show. The great. Yeah, so that I don't want to give anything away because it's four thumbs up. Yeah, <laughs> well, we have two. Our thumbs thumb each. consciousness. Yeah. 
or thumb sh- four or thumb, thumb chakras. chakras up. Yeah. Um, Gina will make me watch the in just like that. I will. What else have we binge watched? Well, we watched a couple movies too. So because The Great was written, the showrunner is Tony McNamara. He's one of the co-writers of The Favorite, um, which came out a couple years ago with Emma Stone. Rachel Weiss and Olivia Colman. Yeah, which I finally just saw. Which you finally which saw. Which was so pretty good. That. I yeah. didn't really, it didn't seem appealing when it came out. But then yeah. everyone said it was really great. Um, and I've made that mistake of going to a movie because everyone's like, my God, it's so good. And then my expectations are high and then I'm bummed. Mm. But it was pretty good. Yeah. I do like the show The Great more because with the show, you kind of fall in love with the characters over time or you hate the characters. But either way, um, I just feel like you can get into it. Um, but I still, don't look up was pretty funny. Too, don't look up because I great. love Adam McKay. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of my favorite movie creators. And he directors. does a lot of good political satire films too. It was great satire. He's definitely a fan reveal. of network. For sure. Yeah. Because if you want, like, even the, uh, what was it? Uh, Vice. Oh well, there's Vice, and then um, the Big Short. The Big Short. Um, but then all those and awesome comedy, <laughs> yeah, and Talladega Nights and things like yeah. that. But it's a fucking great comedy, mm-hmm. um, and it's long because uh, a lot of times I want to watch movies based on time. That's why I like movies from the eighties; they're all ninety minutes. Yes. So if you're like, eh. but so that gets our endorsement. I don't want to reveal too much because there's some plot and just it's a good movie. It's great satire. It actually the world. it doesn't feel like it drags either. No, it moved right along. Which I was like two and a half hours. Then we watched Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which is like a classic. It was like a month ago. No, you're missing. Yeah, but the we scary haven't talked. Sixty first. What are you talking the about? The scary of sixty first, the movie that I made you watch. Oh God. <laughs> Don't watch that. <laughs> Do you want to talk talk about it? Yeah. So um, make it short, Gina. Okay. So it's a conspiracy theory film about these girls that move into an apartment that was owned by Jeffrey Epstein, and then they become possessed. Um, and one one of the girls is like she she's possessed by like a fourteen year old. Um, and then it it's just like murder, sex, seduction. Um, it's about Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Okay. It's a low budget indie film that Gina made me watch because she likes the woman who wrote and directed it. And Dasha Nekrasova, who is the on co-host Succession. of Red Scare. Yeah. Podcast. Um, uh, who she wrote I, and directed it. I like the pod. I love the podcast. Yeah. They have really smart rhetoric and great commentary. Yeah. On they really do. The world today. And I wish we sounded that smart. But <laughs> I want to talk about mystical things. But here's the thing about and just like that. I think people are going to grow into it because Venus is retrograde. And, oh, now. we're going back to just like that. Well, no, I'm going to Venus retrograde. <laughs> okay, okay. This is a, a podcast about mysticism and spiritual <laughs> teachings. Got it. Astrology being And just one like of that, them. he's back. Yes, I'm back. In Venus retrograde, so it makes everything sexier and nicer. So mm. it'll probably all of a sudden, we'll start seeing like great reviews, and it'll be a turnaround, even though one review says, and I asked the question, why was this show made? <laughs> but... um. I'm just saying it's interesting. So whatever you watch now, you may think you love it. And then you go back and watch it in a few months or a year from now. And Venus is not retrograde. And you might be like, what the hell was I thinking? Yeah. Which is really Venus retrograde. What was I thinking? That could be how I felt about Scary of 61st because I enjoyed it. Um, I don't think you would have enjoyed I liked the notion. And it was like crazy town. And there was a couple of good lines. Um so who knows? I just have to be honest. I didn't like really enjoy watching it. I guess what I like, and I, this is my last statement, is what I really admire is someone actually making a film and pulling, like pulling it off to that degree where it's it's pure indie. It was filmed on sixteen millimeter. She wrote and directed it, and then it was like it was done in like I think the shoot was maybe two three weeks. Yeah, I do have admire anybody who t- takes especially a film and takes a creative idea and and a vision and turns it into reality. And I have nothing but respect for that. And I do really like her. Um, So, you know, it may be the show will, the, the film will grow on me, but I don't think I'll ever watch it. I hope it becomes a cult classic because it's so crazy that they 
basically are possessed by like the lingering ghosts of Jeffrey Epstein and whatnot. Um, so it, you know, it's a little, if you take it with a grain of salt and it's a little bit of a, another farce indie comedy, yeah. um, it's okay. But, um, yeah, we're still in Venus retrograde. The whole fucking universe is going into Capricorn for another minute. So I think we're still going to see more sort of power struggles, but there's no, the six is not a number of struggle. Mm. It's a number. The struggle will happen if you're not tapped into your higher consciousness. So, but people will tap into lower consciousness. And so if you don't have vision, Okay, so six is what? What's the sixth chakra? It's the third eye. The third eye is where you have visions. And so if you don't have vision of a higher destiny and a higher opportunity and a higher prosperity for yourself, if you don't have that vision and you don't know your vision, then something else is going to create that vision for you. Mm. So we will see it's going to be a bigger split. I guarantee it. And people will live in the old ways Mm. and other people will absolutely transcend it. I beg you, those of you listening to this and following our stuff, transcend it. It's a transcendent energy field. And it literally, I know this is cliched and everyone talks about paradigms and portals and openings and blah, blah, blah. This is an absolute paradigm shift. Four to five was a big energetic shift, but Mm. it's just the same spectrum. One was rest, the other is action, five is action, six is new reality. Well, and I was thinking about six, as you see it on the tree of life, it's at the very center. So when you're saying like, there's so many, I think we're really going to see a split. I was thinking, well, it could go, it could split in so many different ways. If you look at the splitting of the paths on the tree of life. Like you could go in this direction, six to one, which is. Well, it's sort of, it is the cosmic internet, Mm. right? So you have a lot more options with six because it taps into everything. It's the dead center of the tree that all Sephiroth connect to. So it's, it is the connector. It's the network. Um, It's a higher network. So tap into that flow. And it's literally like upgrading from never having internet to all of a sudden you have access to everything. And that's what six gives you is access to everything everything um but you have to have that vision I'm telling you people will p- there's always forces at work whether it's contrived or just a result of the inertia of existence that will uh create the vision for you and um you know people are getting plastic surgery based on a tiktok app filter because they see an influencer but it's all filters mm-hmm. you know um so don't People are lost. Yeah, don't get uh, stuck in the metaverse. Well, the metaverse is so six. It's the dark side of six. I'll get into that more in the workshop, but the dark side of six is tapping into the wrong thing. It's Mm. totally AI. It's the the devil card. The devil card is card 15. That's six. Right. Omicron is the 15th letter. It's the O. We talk about about that. The O is like the third eye, but the devil is the third eye that taps into nothingness, Mm. right? It's just materialism. Uh, It can't get more materialistic than just trying to tune out your consciousness into a digital space. Right. Um, So it's, that's, honestly, it's dark to me. And I don't, you know, I use computers. I even like video games and things like that. But, you know, you got to just have it all with a perspective. Mm. Plenty of people could do that and be, uh, you know, whatever. It's some fun entertainment thing. Or, like, I guess it's like a more advanced Oculus or whatever. Although one of the kids I grew up with on the Ashram, he was, like, the lead engineer, one of the inventors of that. There you go. All these children meditating and look where they are now. Yeah, he's (laughs) creating alternate digital realities fake realities um so you know don't make sure you're tapping into the real source and your real soul Mm -hmm. and uh you can tap into everything else and so it's very it's a number of profound accomplishment and a number of profound success but it's totally different than anything we've known before and it's getting full centered in your soul and this only happens, I mean, each number only happens about every 10-ish, 11 years. So we're not going to tap into six for a long time. Yeah. So uh, please, 
uh, just sign up for the damn workshop. Just sign up I'm for the workshop. That's basically yeah. what we're, we're telling you to do. Pay the $44 because yeah. there's so much good stuff I want to cover. Um, and you have it for a year. We know so many people that revisit those workshops. And they're like, oh, yeah, that came true. And also I want to shout out to everyone. My The Patreon has really grown. Yes. Um, I was a little slow on content just because I had this cold... <laughs> the cron, the cron. Well, we gotta really knows? amp it up so people are like, "Oh, you have you have a cold and you can't get to work." Yeah, it's a cold. <laughs> I'm trying to let people know, don't fall into the scare tactics. Yeah. So it really is just a fucking cold. Yeah, it's a um, sign from the universe to say, "Slow down." And heal and develop your natural immunity. You know, when I worked with the naturopath doctor, she looked at a flu or a cold as a, such a blessing because it was an opportunity that you seriously went through shifts and upgraded your natural system and your immunity and you can't, and it made you more powerful. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for it, but please, uh, I, well, I just want to say I'm grateful for all the support on Patreon. That's really growing. Um, after the four-year anniversary of daily card pulls, um, which will be uh, January 22nd, that's four years I've never missed a day of mm-hmm. pulling a card, I'm basically done. Um, I will put be putting mostly daily cards. I'm going to put that uh, on to Patreon. I'm also just inherently frustrated with the algorithm of, of Instagram is so gridlocked. Yeah. It's just keeping everybody down and it's frustrating. And they're also censoring so much things, so much that I believe in. I'm still going to keep it going, but you know, I, I will have had 1,460 individual write-ups. It's incredible. Like every time I pick a card, I never reuse it. I've never once it's, nothing's the same mm-hmm. that's it's over 1400 like um individual card write-ups i kind of had this fantasy i wanted to turn that into an nft somehow if it could be in motion where you could use it as a divination device and take those 1400 cards and do like a shuffle yeah and then g- ask a question and get the card pull based on all of those years of doing so if anyone it. knows how to do that but hit us we up. make money off patreon and uh, we offer a lot of good content and um so it also that's more inspiring and also it supports this work um and so patreon is really fun i've been really grateful and i'm grateful for it really just built up in the last month and a half um i'll still post sometimes on instagram the card but I just, I did it for four years, every single, I've never missed a day from the Great Pyramids to Iceland, to being on a plane. I literally did one crossing the bridge in New York, the mm-hmm. Williamsburg Bridge in a taxi. Um, we're getting a bunch of packages. Yeah, we are. Um, and then... Baby Industrial Complex. Keep yeah. Going. <laughs> um, oh, we have gotten a lot of gifts, and thank you, everybody. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, yeah, Patreon, the workshop, and also just numerology get your reports. numerology report. Like, 2022 is such a nice shift. Might as well know what your personal number is and use it. And um, we're just we're letting you know because we are shutting it down early. We don't want to, but it's... You know, I want to give Gina a break. I'm firing Gina for a <laughs> Temporarily. Yeah. Leave, leave of absence. But I'm going to do some more episodes. I thought Libby did a great job. I, I got a lot fantastic. of good feedback. I had so much um, fun editing that, too, because it wasn't like I had to listen to myself again. It was it was like a brand new episode. So um, more things to come. We're keeping the pod. We got... We haven't officially started, but we have like official sponsorship that mm-hmm. we're about to roll out. So a lot is happening. So with that, we want to say happy 2021. I hope you had a powerful, even if it was intense, uh, year of disruption. And those disruptions were meant to bring you into the six energy, which is getting so centered in your soul and your destiny. And six yeah. is a number of destiny. So the fight is over a bit. So great shifts. Let's uh, let's do we'll it. We'll see you in the new year. Let thy soul be awakened.